Hello and welcome to the cinema um, where we walk to and from the movie. Kathy here today without my husband Dave, but I'm here with a very special guest, my friend Brett. Hello. And Oscar, who you can hear in the background. Um, so Brett is my friend who lives in Sydney and I met him in Sydney and he's just moved to the UK and it's our first time meeting up since he got here and I'm forcing him to come on my podcast. Oh, I wouldn't say forcing, I would kindly like to come. Yeah, he's I excited. Accept. But he's never actually listened to the podcast, which he, he revealed <laughs> over breakfast. <laughs> um, and we're going to see Love, Simon, which I can't wait to see. It's from the writing duo who work on This Is Us, which I love. Have you seen This Is Us? I have. It's a massive show in Australia. Yeah. Um, I watched the first season. Same. I haven't seen Beyond the First Season. Oh, me either. Because I haven't shown it here. Channel 4. Hello. Um, but I love This Is Us. And... This is based on a book which I haven't read called Simon versus the Homo Sapien, Homo Sapien Agenda, something like that. Um, but basically, it's the first ever teen movie to have a gay character as the lead protagonist, which is quite cool. Um, and I think it sounds really great, but I haven't even seen a trailer. Brett, however, has actually seen the movie. I have seen it, yeah. and I have to say, I did, I did love Simon. Okay, good. The um, movie, that is. So it'll be interesting to see what you think of it on second viewing, if it holds up. <laughs> Like, in terms of, like, teen movies, would it be up there with your faves? I reckon. It has a bit of a Mean Girls feel to it, minus okay. the girls and the meanest. Okay. But it's kind of, <laughs> it is quite good. Okay. I have, yeah. My top teen movie is probably... I was thinking about this on the bus over. Clueless. It's a long-term favourite of mine. And I always love John Hughes movies, like um, The Breakfast Club. And then, really interestingly, just last week, Molly Ringwald wrote an interesting article on, like, how women are treated in the breakfast club when you look back on it now through okay. like the lens of today and how actually really sexist that movie is and now I, I'm going to rewatch it but I don't know if I can put it in my top movies anymore have you seen the breakfast club recently I have to admit I've actually never seen it <gasps> I know oh really <laughs> shame on me I know. are you embarrassed oh I am now <laughs> yeah okay good I'm glad I've shamed you on this podcast um, yeah so The Breakfast Club I mean I'll probably need to watch it again but I wouldn't at this stage now Clueless I think is my top one um, but I hope to have another one because I'm also a big Mean Girls fan yeah I think this will be up there in your top 10 at least ooh okay brilliant um, right okay see you after the movie bye bye sometimes I feel like I'm stuck on a Ferris wheel one minute I'm on top of the world next I'm at rock bottom I've been thinking about why I haven't come out yet maybe part of me wants to hold on to who I've always been just a little longer right we are out of Love Simon and um, Brett for the second time what did you think of it I still liked it yeah <laughs> yeah definitely yeah it's up there yeah what do you like about it it's just a good coming of age classic teen kind of drama and what I watching it was thinking I was really enjoying it and it got me emotionally and I was thinking it was it's a really good team movie but what makes it so good is the fact that the lead character is gay and that he's coming to terms with trying to come out and everything because I think that obviously hasn't been done before in a team movie the way this has like the central plot and that made it really inspiring and I think like I was just thinking like when Oscar's older if he is gay I would love him to watch this movie and for that to be there for him to watch and it's it's just so good in that way but then on the other hand as a movie that aside I felt like bits of it were a bit slow and a bit dull 
and I think that some of the side characters could have been developed a bit better like I felt like the dad Joshua Hamill was a bit generic mm. Jennifer Garner was a nice mom I liked her the friends were all quite nice but I don't know I didn't feel like some of those movies where you've got really sparky side characters and Tony Hale who I love from Arrested Development was the vice principal but he had a funny weird character didn't he yeah I feel like he wasn't really necessary yeah I didn't actually get any of the stuff with the vice principal but I loved it and I was crying at the end I mean I felt like it was really emotional did you feel emotional you no, definitely, you no definitely the whole because I've seen it the second time the first time I was more emotional yeah the whole story coming out between his family and the parents and his conversation with his dad and mum I think was really good I was comparing it to um, did you watch Glee? Yes, 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 yes do you remember in Glee I think it was season one when the I can't remember his name was it Kirk and he came out to his dad uh, yeah 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 that was such an amazing scene and I was comparing it to that amazing scene where in in that in Glee he says to his dad like I'm gay and we're all like petrified because his dad seems like this massive like homophobe and the dad just says I know and they have this really beautiful moment and I guess in this movie I was expecting something like that so it was interesting that it wasn't treated like that actually it was really awkward when he came mm, out and yeah. like and I guess like the central message in the end was that when everyone found out he was gay nobody actually cared it was more that they were annoyed that he'd been what he'd done to cover it all yeah the like, relationships yeah the relationships between his friends and that were definitely I don't know I felt like they could have had more character building yeah. Like you mentioned, but. And I think it's just like with Simon as well. What? Okay, I think we'll just. Right, we'll, I know you haven't listened to our podcast before, but we go to Spoiler Street when we're talking about spoilers. <laughs> so I think we should go to Spoiler Street on this, but before we go there, I think obviously you recommend it, right? Because you've been twice. Yes, yeah. I do. I totally recommend it. I think it's a lovely movie. Um, albeit, I think like some of the scripts could have been a bit better. Like there was a few moments that like we're trying for laughs, but aren't really that funny. Um, it was basically probably a bit more schmaltzy than I was expecting. Like, it didn't really pack a punch. Like, we mentioned Mean Girls and Clueless before. Like, they really pack a punch, those movies. Yeah, there's no iconic kind of no. moments in a way. I think, like the, I think the iconic moment is the end because it's really sweet. Yeah. Um, but right, on to Spoiler Street. So, I think it was an amazing coincidence that his pen pal was basically, like, the best-looking guy in the school. It's <laughs> <laughs> so gorgeous. And Brett said he's an Aussie Sorry. actor, which I didn't actually, I didn't know he was Australian. Yeah, there's two Australians in it. Who was so, the other? Catherine Langford. She was in Thirteen Reasons Why. Oh, so who did she play in this in this movie? Uh, the best friend, Leah. Oh, so she is she the star of Thirteen Reasons Why? Yeah. Oh, I haven't yeah. watched that, but I know it's really popular. Oh, I thought she was amazing. Oh, she's yeah. Oh, no spoilers, but yeah, she's one of the main stars. Oh, okay, she's really good. I really liked her, and I like that she's like not like your classic looking female lead mm-hmm. no, she's like really quirky and kind of curvy and I really like liked her but I also thought she's a really good actress not just physically um, but yeah his boyfriend Blue turns out to be literally the hottest guy in the school as is our main character but I know that tends to happen in movies anyway but I did make me laugh I was kind of hoping Blue would be this like hideous troll <laughs> and they would say like will love really conquer all so I would have enjoyed that and I really liked um, it was a bit random but I liked the plot of his little sister being like a wannabe chef yeah, that was very cute. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cute. And I, at the end, I was rolling my eyes because at the end, for anyone who hasn't seen it, though you shouldn't be on spoiler shoot if you haven't seen it, is this moment where he waits for his pen pal, Blue, his gay pen pal, like on a Ferris wheel. And I felt like it was a little bit never been kissed. Yes. Yeah, remember yes, at the end? Yes, it does. She's it's like on the, um, the baseball pitch. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of a trope of a romantic movie that 
they even kind of reference it earlier in the movie in that like one of the characters does this really romantic gesture a bit like I think trying to do a Heath Ledger from 10 Things I Hate About You and failing um, and then you think oh the big romantic gesture didn't work and then actually this guy does it and he goes and wait and waits in the ferris wheel for blue and, and i was rolling my eyes but then when blue arrived and they kissed i was just crying it was just so beautiful and i loved having oscar there because i just i just thought i'd love that he can watch a movie with characters like this together and like it's no mm. big deal yeah and it was interesting all the scene where he kind of the main character simon talks like i wish like i didn't have to come out like straight people don't have to come out so why do gay people have to come out and it was made of me think of our mutual friend Franny who was on um, Moonlight and Franny said he never came out he was just like always openly gay and I'm hoping that by the time well Oscar's older but for anyone that that's like not a thing that it doesn't have to be something you have to talk about no I totally agree with that it shouldn't be necessarily and it should be if it's just from a young age something you know like a man loves a woman man loves a man woman loves a woman whatever that this, this normal it's all normal and it, you don't have to be defined just by your sexuality mm-hmm. which I think was good in this movie the way Jennifer Garner at the end is like well, you're still exactly the same person yeah. yeah I thought that was really sweet and I do I haven't seen her in a while no she yeah. hasn't really been in much I'm a Jennifer Garner fan she's been laying low especially with the whole Ben Affleck situation I know <laughs> <laughs> well also she probably like had a couple of kids you know takes a lot out of you I can attest yeah. to that um, speaking of did you see on a complete side note all the really hilarious stuff on Twitter about Ben Affleck's back tattoo no. <laughs> you have to <laughs> look, it it? Okay. look it up he apparently has this back tattoo that everyone's been so mean about online um, but it did give me a good giggle <laughs> um, so what anything else you want to say about the movie have you read the book no I haven't but I no. feel like I need to now yeah, I, I feel, feel like, like the book might give away a bit more go a bit more in depth yeah, it's funny because it's from the people who make This Is Us, which is a really like over the top emotional show, and this was over the top emotional too. What did you think of the lead actor Simon? We haven't even discussed him. I thought it was quite good because yeah. he's a bit unknown as well. I feel like he, I know, just felt like his big movie. Yeah, it was definitely. So we'll definitely probably see him in more things. Because a quick IMDb, because I knew I had seen him somewhere and couldn't pick it. He was actually in um, Jurassic World. He was one of the kids in that. You know the Chris oh, Pratt yes. one. Yeah. I thought he really carried a movie. I thought he was a really yeah. good lead. And he's quite understated, which I like. You don't often get that from a lead. Like, he only had a couple of emotional moments. Mm-hmm. And apparently he was in Melissa and Joey. Have you seen that? Uh, it's this really bad TV show. I've watched one or two episodes with Melissa Joan Hart, a.k.a. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, so apparently he's in that as well. He's still around. Yeah, um, but I really enjoy it. I thought he was actually... Oh, we're next to a doorbell. I thought he was really good. Um, but I'm glad we went to see it. And thank you for coming for a second time. No, no, thank you. Um, and so Brett obviously had never listened to our podcast before and Brett did you follow us on Facebook Twitter yes, and Instagram did. <laughs> he did in the I cinema all the <laughs> do you uh, subscribe to us on iTunes I will tonight you will tonight good <laughs> and will you leave us a five star review of course you will okay yeah, great I have to listen to it now thank you oh well you will have to <laughs> <laughs> what, if you, what if you think it's terrible will you ask me to delete this episode no no, no. no. <laughs> um, okay well thank you for coming on and see you soon thank bye bye P.S doesn't seem fair that only gay people have to come out. Why is straight the default? I have something I need to tell you. I like girls. You're trying to kill me? I like men. I'm straight. I'm heterosexual. Oh, God, help me, Jesus! 
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revelhorwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.